Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Soldier Monkey Talks. And man, I can already tell that uh, this episode will be really great. I have with me someone uh, by Bad Kermit. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing, Bad Kermit? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> if you want, if you feel awkward calling me Bad Kermit, you can totally call me Michael if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that's fine. It's... I'm fine. I'll, I'll answer to either one, though. Okay. Oh, how'd you come up with that gamer tag? That's kind of, that's a really funny gamer tag. Thank you. Uh, it's actually, so when we were in college, uh, this is, you know, like original Xbox days, we were all just playing around because we were super nerdy with an anagram generator, and <laughs> it's an anagram actually of my actual name. So, oh, so you can man. find, you can find Mike in there. So it's just an anagram of my name. So it's stuck like as my gamer tag it's stuck as my email address and i kind of use it as a you've used it as a pseudonym pretty much since college that's phenomenal that's actually that's, that's actually <laughs> really great i was over here thinking like you were you watched like sesame street and like the current you're like you're really big fan of kermit you know it's funny it's it's the the gamer tag came first and then sort of like paying more attention to kermit came along i definitely grew up on i'm of that age that i grew up on sesame street and muppets stuff and all that but <laughs> okay. it wasn't really connected it was just happy coincidence that's hilarious and the, is it is the name available i feel like this is a pretty like name that people like desire like how are you running into games where the name has already been taken Yes, but I think I kind of snapped it up because I've been on Xbox Live, I think, I'm sure I'm like 12, 13 years, so I was a pretty early adopter of Live, so I actually got the Bad Space Kermit gamer tag, so oh, I'm okay. pretty special, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah and on some some places, I if, if I see a so, new social media thing pop up, I usually try and grab it first and sit on it so no one tries to impersonate me. <laughs> there was a, um, I think there was like, when I was Googling this early on in, in my sort of a, adoption of the bad Kermit name and I Googled it around, there's like apparently a big underground society that there was actually a bad Kermit puppet that wasn't as like high quality as the good Kermit puppet from the Muppet days or from Sesame Street. So oh, yeah. I think those people might have grabbed a couple of bad Kermit names. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I do, are you familiar with the, the meme where like it's Kermit talking to Sipping tea? Yeah, no, no, the one where he's in a, he's in a, he has, he has like a hood on, like a black hood on. Oh yes, 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 like the <laughs> Darth Vader one or like the the Sith one. Yeah, yes. that one's hilarious. That's probably one of my favorite yeah. memes. Yeah. Yes, that is a good one, and I like the sipping tea one too. Yeah. Uh, another really uh, crazy thing that like when I asked you what was your favorite game, you didn't like give me one answer, but you gave me multiple <laughs> answers. <laughs> I have to keep you on your toes. I have uh, to make sure that you have to do a bunch of work for this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm more than happy to talk about all these games. I mean, there's two of them on here that I have not played, and one of them will be MVP uh, Double C. What, what, what is the title? A MV yeah, so MVP. Everyone knows MVP Baseball 2005, which yeah. was the last like licensed uh, Major League Baseball licensed MVP game. Mm -hmm. But then they did two follow-up NCAA games when they lost the MLB license. And I think of all the games that I've played in my entire life, and I've been playing games for a long time, MVP NCAA 2006, I probably have put more hours in than any other game because they oh, had like man. added like a swing stick and that they it still had really good controls. It carried over all the good controls that MVP 05 had, but it, it just took them to the next level and made them a lot better. And it had like, espn radio integration so like between <laughs> games you would have here like the most recent um espn news report that's crazy and i remember anytime i fired up now they ended the servers i'm a big cubs fan yeah and they ended the servers the day after tony la Russa got a dui <laughs> so the last the last like news report is that story is tony la Russa getting a D duis which makes it for a cubs fan all that much much better of a game yeah i mean that's that's crazy it, like is there a story mode to this game i just imagine it just being like trying to beat all the teams right right yeah it's it was definitely more franchise no no like um they didn't get into that like create a player like road to the show the show was the show's version of it mm -hmm. um they just it was it was you had franchise mode basically and your franchise was your college so you like you were 
scouting players and like recruiting players. So it was a little bit like a combination between the NCAA football series and, and MVP baseball. It was, it was great. Yeah. Uh, seeing as like, this is like a, one of the top games you've picked. Uh, do you play other baseball like knockoffs or other baseball games now? Yeah. So I'm an Xbox person. Yeah. So the show is coming to Xbox, I guess, next year, which I'll definitely give a shot to. And I did, I played, um, I'm not sure what the most recent year of the show I played was, but I do have a PS3 somewhere tucked away <laughs> and basically just got that for the show. And um, as great as the show is, yeah. I, I honestly think the MVP series and this game in particular actually still played better with the swing stick and all that stuff. Oh, it man. just was a great playing game. Yeah. Um, it, and I do play super mega baseball is the knockoff on the Xbox, which actually is a really good playing game too. Mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely looking forward to the show next year. I'm sure it's going to drag me down like a rabbit hole where I'm going to sink hours and hours and hours into it for sure. <laughs> uh I mean, that's great, you know? It's like when you find a game you really enjoy, it's like it makes everything just – I mean, playing that game much more worth it, you know? Yeah, and I was not – like I have definitely not been a big like sports gamer for a long time. Like I played NCAA football. I played the heck out of it on, on the 360, I think was kind of the last time that I was really into those games and was never much of a Madden guy. I probably fell off of Madden around – 08 or 09 sometime then yeah. and haven't really gone back and apparently there hasn't been that much change to it um i loved the 2k football game that was right around 05 too and kind of play, have played some basketball games kind of played some nhl but like i've not been a huge sports gamer but that game ncaa just sucked me in and took so much time from <laughs> of my gaming i mean that that's great you know yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm not a huge like sports gamer either, but I feel like a game that really did like kind of like drew my attention was like that uh, Blitz, I think it was called on PlayStation. Oh 2. yeah, yeah. When you like you break, you're it's like a football game. You get able to break their bones and like it shows you like their where their where their fracture is and everything. It's, it's yeah, that was a big. I think that was actually I'm I'm from outside of Chicago and I think that was actually a Midway game, which is um they're a like around Chicago based developer. Yeah. And they, um, I, I think that was sort of like the football version of NBA jam. If I, if I recall correctly, that there was, it was, it was like, you could get on, you could have like beyond fire, like you could an NBA jam. And <laughs> it was just the very arcadey version of, of football. It was like five on five or something. If I, yeah. that was, I, I played a little bit of blitz. I think they're still making those games. Honestly. Oh, I did not, I did not know that. I mean, the last time I played that game was uh, PlayStation two, you know, way. Yeah. Back when. Oh yeah, and I played I played that a fair amount in the arcade. I feel like too back when arcades were a thing, mm -hmm. and we were allowed to leave our houses. Yeah, uh, you did just mention your Xbox player. Yes, pretty. I I grew up on Nintendo. Well, I grew okay. up on Atari twenty six hundred, and then I <laughs> okay. uh, went from there to all the Nintendos up through. I guess the Nintendo sixty four was like when I was in college. Okay, and then from there I switched over to Xbox and have kind of been Xbox ever since. I did get a, I did had a PS three just to play like the Uncharted games and to play the show, um, and have been Xbox since. I'm sure I'm going to pre order the Series X as soon as it goes on pre order okay. if I can next week. And yeah, I was just going to bring that up. I was like, are you planning on pre ordering any of the consoles? You know. Yeah. How about you? Did you? pre-order anything or did you pre-order the ps5 oh uh, no i'm a huge xbox fan like you know mm. just i like it cool. a lot and it's kind of like i really i really like how microsoft is approaching like their new console and like everything like all their resources i guess it's like the whole game pass thing and how you're able to make payments you know because they understand that people are not able to buy like 500 outright you know so they're making the whole payment plan which i think is a really great idea you know it's brilliant I, th I think there's i think i've bought like one game in the past like year and a half two years because of game pass like it is it's the best deal in gaming by far and yeah. there's so much good stuff on there to i'm playing this um game called neon chrome on there which is a rogue kind of a rogue light it's a side scrolling um it's hard to describe <laughs> it, but if you have game pass download it because it's it's neon sorry neon abyss is what it's called neon it's abyss. really good it's really fun uh i've been sort of in a roguelite um rabbit hole lately and and that's one of the ones that i've that i've really enjoyed and i feel like i find games 
that I otherwise would never have have probably picked up and played just because they're on Game Pass. It's great. Oh yeah, for sure. Like Game Pass is like it really just oh like opens your doors to how many like games you can play. Is just because like I feel like being able to purchase a game, kind of like having money to buy games really restricts somebody on what they want to buy, you know, or what they want to play. And so, like, having all these games just all at once, like, you can just download it and be able to play. It's really crazy. Yeah, and, like, just knowing that, like, I, I'm i not the biggest ever Gears fan, but I have gotten, I've played through all the Gears games. I've gotten all the Gears games. And even just knowing, like, well, I could drop 60 bucks just on Gears when it drops, or I could get, you know, a, a half a year's worth of the of Game Pass and be able to just play it day one anyhow is... It's a great deal, and I, I totally agree with you. I think Microsoft kind of corrected all their sins from the from the mistakes they made for the Xbox One release, and yeah. really, they've just been knocking it out of the park with this one. Yeah, and like uh, a lot of people do have that counter argument, like with the whole console wars going on, saying that PlayStation has all exclusives, and like I agree on that, but I just I know I've just I might be just because I'm biased towards Xbox, and I really appreciate what they're doing and how like they're just being a good sport about everything you know and just being able yeah. to get their games given to everybody have the most amount of people to play their games is what like i really like yeah and i think i, I totally agree with you i think the council wars are just insane that people are still arguing it's like just yeah. get what you like or get both or do whatever yeah. I mean, if i could afford both I'd, I'd probably just get both just to play some of the the ps5 exclusives and i think at we're at some point going to get to the point where everything is on PC if you want to play it there anyhow. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, it, and I, I love the Xbox ecosystem. I love their their dashboard. I think that they really like leaned heavily. And then like my friends play on Xbox. So that, of course, that's where I'm going to stay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, some of my friends have been leaning towards uh, PlayStation lately. So it's just kind of like, uh, but a majority of them are on PC, which I, I am on as well. So it's like, I'm, I'm there with them. Yeah, yeah. And th- I think hopefully we start trending more towards more, crossplay type stuff too you know even though the like war Warzone, the the guys that i play with of course everyone's playing Warzone, and i have a i have a very love-hate relationship with Warzone because it's a great <laughs> game it's a well-built game but i'm too old to be remotely competitive in, in these games anymore so yeah. it's uh yeah it's 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 a blast to play and it's a blast to like get together with those guys but the awesome part is being able to play with playstation players and and being able to play with console with uh pc players too yeah, even uh, if they've got the keyboard mouse advantage who cares i'm gonna lose anyhow <laughs> have you gotten any wins yet i i do have a handful of wins um okay that's I, important, and i would you know. say i was probably on a server where everyone was horrible <laughs> the couple times that i've had wins but oh, yeah. um we we've had some really really good moments so every for, for every time that we're on and i'm like i hate this game <laughs> then we get something good happens we get like a nice finish and and then i'm like okay that'll last me for another month of playing this <laughs> yeah i mean i feel like i have to give yourself the benefit of the doubt if you're able to win in Warzone, that's a really good accomplishing thing you know like some battle royals are relatively easy to win other ones are like extremely hard to win i feel like Warzone's up there you know it's funny you say that because my nephew i have a nephew who's like 17 18 years old yeah. and he's like he's he's a savant when it comes to video games and he's like this, he says the same thing. He's like, this is actually a really hard one to win. And I, I haven't played a ton of battle royales. We played mm-hmm. Apex Legends for a while when it first came out. And then we kind of, when Warzone came out, we are sort of transferred over to that and haven't yeah, really sure. looked back. <laughs> and um, I had a few, I had a handful of, of Apex wins too. I know because I, I popped the achievement for getting a win with each one of the oh, yeah. original Legends. So I know I've got at least 10, I think, wins on that or eight <laughs> wins on that, something like that. I'm not good, but yeah. I can I can occasionally outposition someone. Okay, I mean I'm I'm gonna be I'll be uh be honest with you. I think one of the hardest VR games to win in. Uh, I'm not sure if you have a Nintendo Switch, but if you do, I would recommend uh, downloading a, a Tetris 99. That is probably the hardest uh, <laughs> battle royale game to win. I've not I played the game. I have like, a, like 80 hours into the game. I'm not won once. I have heard that I don't have a switch, but a couple, a bunch of buddies of mine that from my undergrad are all on switch and they're kind of getting together once a week and playing like Splatoon. So I am feeling a little bit left out of that. So <laughs> I probably will have to get a switch at some point. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Nintendo announced recently that they're looking for upgrading their switch uh, hardware. So you might need to wait a couple like months to see if they announce anything officially. 
I think you're a hundred percent right about that. I feel like I saw this. I feel like they, they're going to do one like where you can't take the sticks off or something like that and make it like a more solid piece of hardware or something like that. Oh, yeah. So I, I think you're right. I'll, I'll definitely keep my eyes open for that. And frankly, if, when that happens, maybe I can get an older one for cheap when no oh, one yeah. wants it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, we got a little sidetracked, but moving on to another yeah, one. Sorry. Our, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Uh, moving on to one of your other favorite games, Mass Effect 2. I only played one very briefly, oh. and I couldn't get into it. Okay, so <laughs> now the rumor has it that they're going to re-release the Mass They're going to remaster and re-release the Mass Effects relatively soon. Okay. Um, you have to go back. Even Mass Effect, the first one plays a little bit clunky, yeah. but it's I'm a big, I, I'm definitely driven more by story games. I'm a more of a single-player person. Um, for campaigns and stuff like that. Yeah. Even even called I I haven't bought uh the most recent Call of Duty. I just downloaded the Warzone mode. But I'm the one person that actually used to get Call of Duty games and play through the campaign before I jumped into multiplayer. So even when they're bad. So um Mass Effect, I think that that trilogy, well, frankly, I know a lot of people complain about four or yeah. about Andromeda. I know a lot of people complain about the ending of three. I think all of those games hold up and there's so much to do. Even as clunky as Mass Effect 1 plays, it still holds up if you go back to it. And if they revamp it and make it play like 2, it's going to be even better. But 2 got all of the great like story beats and all the great character work and all the great acting. Okay. They took that and then they took away the clunkiness. They made the combat a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. And they added that like morality, like the, the choosing between being a renegade, being a... a a good guy or a bad guy and if you play that through on the bad guy choices it's a very funny game like it's really really good and it and it still really holds up i think really well oh man i, I yeah i mean i remember ever since like three and andromeda came out and people were just talking about it i've always wanted to like get into it but then i would always like play one and like play like at least an hour or two i was like man i can't get into this game like i don't know what it is and then I would drop it it's, and then come back like a year or two later and the same thing would happen. You know, that's funny you say that. Like uh, and it, with a game like that, you you're you're right. If you go back to it after a year, you basically have to start over because like you you're like yeah. what am I doing? What's going on? Mm-hmm. The game this isn't to be blasphemy to say for a lot, I'm sure a lot of your listeners, but <laughs> the game that's like that for me is The Witcher 3. Oh man. Like, no, I, I'm I agree with you. That that is a game with me as well. I oh, keep man. trying, like I keep start, I like, we'll jump into it. I'll play it for like a day or two for a couple of hours. And I'll be like, the combat's not that great. <laughs> I don't, I don't like the way that the, he taught, he never like uses subjects in his sentences. Oh, <laughs> so I don't like the way he talks. I, I just, I cannot get into the Witcher three. I'm excited about um, cyberpunk, but I mm-hmm. Witcher three just bounces off me for some reason. Oh man, I, yeah, I don't know what it like. The amount of times I've started a Witcher three campaign, it's like yes. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, same here, yeah. same here. And then what? By the time I like, if I try and load up an old save, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what these characters are doing. <laughs> like, I don't know anything that's happening right now. Yeah. So, and then I just, of course, fall off of it. I I really should sit down and just try and plow through at least the main campaign and like i get it like i get that the it's a beautiful looking game still it's an old game at this point frankly it looks great like it's it's a lot better writing than a lot of games there's a ton of stuff to do but like i just i can't do it It, i was kind of the same way with skyrim so maybe those games are just not made for me yeah i don't know Uh, the thing is like one of my really close friends he's actually like i don't know what it is he was talking about uh the witcher 3 recently and it's like it's made me want to play the game and I feel like I, I recently just bought the first book just so I can read through it. And hopefully it gives me the yeah. drive to play the game, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, like, or yeah. maybe it'll burn you out of it. And you'll be like, well, now I'm super bored of this world. <laughs> and I don't want to play it at oh, all. I didn't think about it like that. But that, <laughs> it's a possibility. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I don't know. That game is like, I like I respect the game and all like the rewards it's won because I can see that, you know? But just, totally. Like, it's hard yeah. And, and like. You know what's funny? Like I feel like, if for whatever reason, video games. When like there's a critically acclaimed video game, I feel like I have to play it and have to like it. Yeah, same here. And I, and I don't feel that way about movies, and I don't feel that way about like TV shows, because like, 
as much as like if there's a certain movie that's like oh this is a great movie and if i see it's in a certain certain genre or something that i'm not super into mm -hmm. i'll be like oh cool i'm sure it's a great movie probably not for me and can just let it pass by and not worry about it but for whatever reason for video games when everyone's talking about them same thing with warzone when everyone's talking about it you will like want to be part of that zeitgeist and like i have to jump into it and be like okay what's going on in here and like i feel almost guilty about not liking games that are <laughs> critically acclaimed yeah i think it's kind of it's kind of funny that you say that it's just because uh i feel like recently last year's game of the game of the year show whatever yeah. like i was rooting for one game and i was extremely like i was over the moon when it got announced i was uh, that it was uh the game of the year sekiro like that game oh is yeah phenomenal. i haven't i haven't tried it yeah and that's honestly probably one of my top top favorite games after playing that game it's like i don't know i had a lot of fun with it and i i would love to go back to it like i've been planning to just like i don't know not, i haven't had the time for it again not to turn this around on you for interviewing but are you the type that will play that will play through a game like multiple times oh uh, yes i am the type yeah i mean the amount of times i've beaten super mario world is ridiculous or same as well as like <laughs> bioshock bioshock has to be a game that i've beaten well over like 15 times that's a perfect segue if you want to start talking about bioshock because that's definitely on one of my <laughs> that's definitely one of my top games yeah i was, I was going there i was <laughs> that's exactly where yeah. i was going with it yeah well, love it yeah well, um yeah so bio I'm not a big, like if I play through a game, like a, especially a game that takes, you know, 20 or 30 hours to beat. Mm -hmm. I've got a buddy I've known since kindergarten who I think he probably has multiple thousands of hours in like fallout new Vegas. And he'll just like every, I don't know where he finds the time every year. He'll like fire <laughs> up a new fallout new Vegas save and just like play through it again. And it's amazing to me. Like, I feel like it's an accomplishment when I make it to the end of one of those games and I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. Yeah. And he like, he can do that. And so the games that are, that I mentioned to you that are on my list, like I've played Mass Effect 2 a couple of times. I definitely have played through Bioshock a couple of times. Those games yeah. are like the ones that actually draw me back in. And I'm like, I got to see these story beats again. Mm -hmm. I like want to experience this world. Like Rapture is, I think I have a big fear of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> so like rapture was such like a perfectly like horrifying and i'm claustrophobic too it yeah. like oh, played on all these fears for me and like it was such a beautiful game yeah. and like the story was so great the twist was so great i don't know how spoiler averse you are on, on no, go ahead you can spoil it job. the game is what like more than it's pretty old <laughs> 13 years old yeah so I, I guess you should warn people if you haven't finished Bioshock, pause it right now, go play <laughs> all the way through Bioshock and come back. But like, it's, it's, it's just a brilliant, it's a brilliant game. It was one of the first uh, games that I can remember too, where you had like your, the radio contacts with the people. So you could still be playing the game and you were hearing the, the narrative kind of getting advanced. Yeah. It had some of the best like jump scares, I feel like, and that were like earned jump scares that weren't just cheap jump scares. Um, I just adored that that game, and that's a game too. That like the combat was no great shakes. In fact, yeah. I feel like the combat was a, a detriment to the game. But it, the game was so good that like you had to like you had to play through it. It was a great game. Yeah, preach it. I mean, I'm I'm just gonna say this outright, and I'm I'm sure like militias are kind of annoyed by me saying this. Like Bioshock has been <laughs> my favorite game, you know, and like this is a game I love to talk about. It's like it, it literally has everything. That's just the game that's like. If you haven't played it, and if you like, if you've gone this long without seeing or hearing any spoilers, you have to play the game. <laughs> yeah, you're crazy <laughs> not to. And like, they have. I don't think the remaster was was that great. I mean, they probably could have done better with the remasters yeah, that came out sure. on the on the Xbox. But it looks better and it looks good. And frankly, even if you go back to the 360 version, it still looks good. It's a mm -hmm. good, good game. They had great water physics. I feel like at the time the the big daddies were so horrifying the little sisters were horrifying like it was just the splicers the the voice acting the story yeah. that game really came together just awesomely i feel like yeah. it's they really just captured lightning in a bottle it was ridiculous yeah. yeah and i liked i liked two i liked the dlc for both of them and i i really liked um uh infinite i liked them all i you know i think a lot of people i think infinite got a bit of a bad rap because it had such it was standing on the shoulders and same with two 
of such an, a fantastic game, mm-hmm. it was gonna be almost impossible to live up to it. But yeah. Infinite did some really cool things too. It didn't have the story of one, but like it was it was neat. It was neat how they made and now I forget the the name of the floating city, but it was neat how Columbia. they kind of gave it sorry, say again. Columbia is the name of the Columbia, thank you. It was great how they gave Columbia um a very rapture it both both Columbia and Rapture were another character to those games because yeah. they were they were so important to those games and it was I thought I thought all of them were great. Yeah, I would I, play those anytime. Yeah, I agree with you on like on how good Bioshock Two is. Like it, it really is. I would say it's probably a little bit below Bioshock, uh, the original one. Yeah. But Infinite to me kind of just fell off just because like I didn't. I like how Bioshock One and Two has its own separate stories, you know, and it's kind of like you get to see more of Rapture in the second Bioshock. But on Infinite, I didn't really like. I love Columbia, right? But the thing is, I didn't like about it is just like the whole time traveling, the story, and where they took it. I'm like, I didn't like. It's not. I'm not. It's, I'm not getting anything out of it, you know. So like, it's, it's I can really, totally see really that. weird and bizarre for me. It's funny though that I I think even people that didn't like Infinite, there were such neat little set pieces because like looking back at at the original Bioshock, I will never forget that crash landing. And then the first time you go down through the bathosphere and the bubbles clear and you oh, see yeah. Rapture right when, when Ryan says, welcome to Rapture or whatever. And there were such neat, I'll never forget in Infinite, the first time you walk past that barbershop quartet that's playing God Only Knows. <laughs> and like, or, or when you hear like Cindy Lauper, I, I forget, girls just want to have fun. One of the Cindy Lauper songs. Yeah. All those asynchronous moments in, in Infinite, yeah, they weren't quite, you know, the the dentist standing behind you in Bioshock, the original Bioshock, and and the room with the splicers when all the lights go up. They didn't capture that the same way, but it's also one of the top games, I think, of all time. Yeah. So it's it's hard to live up to that. Mm-hmm. Have you heard any about the rumors about the fourth Bioshock game? So the thing I keep hearing is that they're going to go back and do System Shock, and I... I don't know if this is the same rumor, but I never actually played System Shock because I was not, I never really had like a good PC yeah. growing up. And when it was, and I still don't, frankly, to play, <laughs> to play there. But um, is that, is that what you're talking about? Uh, I believe so. I used to, I just heard that they're, uh, Bioshock 4 is in the progress and, or like it's in the making or whatever. But I didn't really hear anything too much about it that other than them just uh, in having Bioshock 4 in the making. Yeah, I I would love to see it. I would I would love to see it. Whatever iteration it is, I'm sure I will play it day one because yeah. it's that that series has earned a lot of goodwill for me. Yeah, for sure. Would you like to return to a Rapture or a Columbia? I if if it's the choice between those two, for sure Rapture because there's something about that. It'd be interesting to see on like next gen consoles what that would look like. Um, I they probably could. So System Shock, which is the predecessor to bioshock is my understanding again i never played through it Mm -hmm. but that one was on the uh, in space on a spaceship so um that would be cool to to go back to that um but yes definitely between the two i would prefer and i think even the dlc of of bioshock infinite went back to rapture even so i'm sure that would probably be the place where everyone would want to go how about you uh for sure rapture yeah like i feel like there's a lot to do with columbia and like it's kind of i feel like Infinite really left it off at a really good spot. How like a lot of a lot of the the city was falling already, you know? Yeah. It's just kind of like I can see that like making its appearance in Rapture like awkwardly enough, you know? Because like if it's if this because the city kind of lost itself, like you know, like nobody really knows what the city is, the flying city. So if it right. were like to sink and you would see pieces of it in Rapture, it would be like crazy, you know? That would be pretty cool. Well, and you're right though, like with all the the infinite like lighthouses that they showed or or, you know however many thousands of lighthouses they showed at the end of of infinite Mm -hmm. they really could take any one of them especially if they can kind of create these rips in the fabric of space and show these alternate realities like they i i think that they can they might be best served to go someplace completely different um but of those two i definitely would prefer rapture well, let's talk about uh, your last favorite game. And this game, like, I love a lot. And the second one is a phenomenal game that I just I couldn't put down. And it's Red Dead Redemption 1. Yeah. 
<laughs> I so did you play um uh Red Dead Revenge? I guess. Wait, what was the first uh, one? Revolver. Red Dead Revolver. Red, Red Dead Revolver. Duh. Yeah. yeah. Did you play that one on the original Xbox? I have not. I've tried to play it uh, back, but I just I can't seem to uh, get a hold of the game. Yeah, and I don't know how it's been a long time since I played that one. I don't know how well that but that was that game I put a ton of time into that game. Yeah. So when Red Dead Redemption was announced, I was like, "Oh, this is a day one." I blew through that game. I I'm I'm of the age where my dad was a big like um fan of like cowboys. He was like grown up in the <laughs> 50s and 60s oh, and yeah. it, like watching all those shows and and cowboy shows and so I kind of and same with my uncle so through the two of them, I kind of have seen like, you know, John Wayne movies and all those, all those old like Westerns yeah. and that game. And I totally agree with you, Red Dead Redemption 2. And the only reason I wouldn't put it ahead of one is because John Marston, as much as I ended up loving Arthur, John Marston is probably my favorite video game protagonist of all time. <laughs> He's fantastic he's so lovable the ending is so heartbreaking yeah. and the journey is just incredible and talk about a game with like set piece after set piece that it, it's it's like one of my favorite movies that you, you just replay those scenes you know crossing into mexico and the guitar music comes up and all those and the un undead redemption uh, the the dlc was probably the best piece of dlc i think i've ever <laughs> played through it was just that game is is as close to perfect, I think, as a game can probably get. Yeah, and I and I agree with you. It's kind of like I remember playing through the game and just kind of like having everything completed. At the very end of the game, I was just like, "Wow!" Like, like all I gotta do is farm left. It's like, is this really the end of the right. game? You know, it's like this is crazy. Yeah. Like you actually you actually see the end game and kind of see this happily ever ever after. But then, like you know, that tragic scene comes along and you just. Uh, I mean, yeah. now it's just kind of like I'm dreading to go through it again. It's funny, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, I don't know if you listen to like the outside Xbox or the uh, Xbox on people, <laughs> but um, Ellen, one of their one of the people on there, she like refuses. She all all of her saves of Red Dead Redemption One like stop right before that scene because <laughs> no one wants. She doesn't want to relive it again. And yeah. I mean, talk about being great writers and love or hate Rockstar like they definitely can craft a story and yeah. some of them hit some of them miss but that one hit like in every sense of the word for me i absolutely love that story i absolutely love those characters yeah. um and it and it holds up and it and i love that they upscaled it on the they remastered it or whatever not remastered i guess but like upscaled it xbox one enhanced it i guess is the proper mm -hmm. way of saying it <laughs> and and when that happened, I went, I'm like, okay, starting a new save on this and started playing through it again. And it's just, it's for a game that takes, you know, 40 hours to get through. If you want to see all the side stuff, yeah. it's, um, it's, it's worth it. It's worth every second. I think of it. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like the ending to this game is kind of like one of the, probably like, it has to be one of the top gaming moments ever. Like no one saw it coming. It's super shocking. It, like, honestly, like I was like, I was getting choked up when I first experienced it. I was like, how is this possible? Like, they really just, totally agree. you know, it's like, it's really heartbreaking. And, and uh, I wouldn't, I didn't expect it just because I was farming for the past, like what, two hours or three or right. however long <laughs> that farming section was. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you, you and wait, we're, you're, you're talking, yeah, yeah. You're talking about one still, right? Cause yeah, I feel one. like two also had a super heartbreaking ending after, <laughs> after <laughs> it as well. Yeah. But because like i you know it was it, you get to know those characters and same with arthur morgan you get to know those characters for mm -hmm. over the course of you know 40 hours that you spend with them and then it's like and well i guess we shouldn't spoil anything about two right is that too new uh, no we can we can <laughs> well two at the sorry for spoilers for the end of two at the end of two when he like says thank you to his horse oh <laughs> yeah spent, I was like, no, <laughs> like it was it, for video games to be able to emotionally move someone. I know that there's that classic argument is video game are video games art. Yes, they are because they make you feel things and yeah. Red Dead. And I totally agree with you. The end of Red Dead one, when he's he knows his fate is sealed as he's peeking out through the barn door 
and he knows he has to buy time for, I feel like he maybe should have stayed in the barn and kept him involved <laughs> in a shootout to buy some time, but he knows his, his time is up and you know, he loves his wife and his son and gives them the opportunity to escape. And even, even uncle, he gives him the opportunity, but yeah. you, you just, your heart breaks for him the same way it does for Arthur, you know, when he finds out that he has tuberculosis and he's a, he's a doomed man anyhow. And Arthur has like a longer slow burn toward his end versus, um, versus, uh, why did his name just fall out of my head? John Marston. Yeah, John Marston um, yeah. And, uh, but, but for both of them, you're just like, Oh no, we saw you guys. And of course, Arthur starts off as, as well, so does John, but they both start off as these bad guys and have these great, yeah. obviously redemption stories, which is the <laughs> whole point of it. And it's so, by the time you're done with it, you you're rooting so hard for these guys yeah. to, survive and then when they don't it's just it's it is heartbreaking and the writing especially for the endings of those games are just fantastic yeah for sure and i feel like going on red going on to with like red red redemption 2 and the arthur morgan and everything is just kind of like that game really is like a slow burn you do uh, get really attached to these characters like him sadie uh and yeah. the rest of the gang and you, you you see his gang at their prime you know and like what like power they have when they are grouped up you know and even dutch like who's the bad guy in red dead redemption when you get to know him he's such a heartbreaking character in two because like he wants the best for this gang he's just not smart enough really to like find the best for his gang and like he feels them starting to revolt against them and then he just gets desperate and Micah is the only unlikable character, I think, in, in two. But like, it's it's so interesting filling out those backstories to those characters, and and then of course, seeing ending with with John Marson and being able to walk around in his boots again is such a cool. And there, there's like what another like four hours of gameplay after that after <laughs> quote unquote after that game ends yeah. that I was like, well, I didn't see this coming at all, and it was it was great. Yeah, and it's really heartwarming just to like be able to play as John Marston again, you know, and just being able to like totally. When you, I mean, it's kind of like a bittersweet moment when you're building the house and you know the fate of it and everything. You're yep. working on that barn. You're just like, oh, I know. Like this is such a great moment for you, like John. But just like you know where it leads to, and just. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever played them in reverse order now? Played two and then played one back to back? No, I have not. I've been meaning to do that, but just again, no time. Yeah, same here. I was thinking of. I was thinking I should do that. Give it a shot to like do two playthrough two because I've got a, another playthrough, another save started on two that I'm. I'm thinking I'm just gonna play through that one again and then yeah. do one. Yeah. Have you messed around with the online of two at all? Oh yes, two. I mean. This is exactly what I was trying to get back to. It's just like the online for two is very great. I played it when it first came out. It didn't have that much to offer, but now as the game has like it's kind of old now, you know, it's there's a lot more stuff to do, and it's just like yeah, it's, it's really great, and I love the way it's coming out to me. I want to jump into it again because I was the same way. I like originally played it when like you basically couldn't even find server. Not that you couldn't find servers; they had all those issues, connectivity issues, and then it was pretty bare bones. The couple times I've jumped in since, I'll like get headshotted from across the map, and I'm like, oh, this is not fun. Yeah. But I did hear that it's like definitely worth trying to jump back into. I should probably should try and get a posse together to actually protect each other. But if, it's it's such a fun game to wander around in. Yeah, for sure. And if you're willing to play, I'm willing to play along with you, man. Like when, when sounds it's, good. When it's a posse, that's like the best, you know. All right, let's do it. Get a posse <laughs> together, and we'll do it. Yeah. And, I, and like another thing to go back along with, I guess on a broader scale of games, it's just that like there are so many games now like that don't do all that well at launch. You know, like kind of like yeah. what's the game? Uh, that that space exploration game. What was it called? Oh, No Man's Sky. Oh, yeah, No Man's Sky. Like that game and like Sea of Thieves that almost had like not that many followers when the game first came out because there wasn't much to do. But now. Yeah. As time progresses, they add a lot of stuff, and it makes the game that much more better. You know, you are preaching to the choir on Sea of Thieves because I've been trying to get the people that I play Warzone with to to jump over and play Sea. And both, uh, by the way, those games, No Man's Sky and, and Sea of Thieves, both on Game Pass. Yeah, the I've been trying to get them to jump onto Sea of Thieves because I jumped on <laughs> with a completely random crew the other night, 
and had an absolute blast, not even knowing knowing who those people were. <laughs> I feel like, like friends. Oh, it's it's a good game yeah, now. And great. No Man's Sky, I haven't tried. I've downloaded, but I haven't tried it yeah. yet. But I heard that that's gotten good too. I'm sorry. Ama- I cut I'm you. A, no, no worries. I'm amazed at how like similarities our game taste is because I've been trying to get my <laughs> friends to play see if these along. I didn't even try to get my girlfriend to play, but she's always putting it off because she doesn't think she, she doesn't see an objective to the game. You're like, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, be a pirate, like do pirate things. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I mean, it. we talked about it with Bioshock. Talk about like water graphics. It's a beautiful, Sea of Thieves is a beautiful, beautiful game. Yeah, so you just have to get a squad together and send me an invite and I will definitely jump on both these games <laughs> with you. For sure. Oh man. It's, it's, I don't know. Like, crazy how like these games can be so such enjoyable even though like there's not that much to do you know it's like right yeah and and that was the beauty and now there was a ton obviously to do in red dead one and red dead red dead two but you didn't have to you could just wander around you could ride your horse around that game and just admire the views It, it was just a nice world to get lost in it was a beautiful world it took you back to this you hate to say simpler time when people were worried about getting shot in the back, and getting malaria, but, yeah. but like, it was like a nice, it's, it was a calming, it's a calming game to play, except when you jump on Red Dead 2 online and get headshotted across the map. Like, yeah. that's I, very stressful. People in that game but, are no, ridiculous. It, yes. Oh man. Uh, are you looking forward to any games? I know that you mentioned uh, uh, Cyberpunk. Is there any other games you're looking yeah. forward to? Um. That's a good question. I don't, I guess I haven't really been paying much attention. I've been paying more attention coming out. I know cyberpunk is the biggest thing coming out. I guess I haven't really, that's, that's probably the one that I am looking for, that I actually have. Yeah. I'm thinking at, which is crazy because like I said, I was not, I couldn't get into Witcher three, but cyberpunk looks more up my alley. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Nothing, nothing really that, stands out sorry i don't have a better answer for that, for that but, <laughs> oh, no worries. but i like i just like wait for like good stuff to come on to game pass usually and then i and then mm-hmm. i just pick that up but cyberpunk i'll probably have to, oh um no i guess that's not no i yeah. guess it's just cyberpunk oh, okay i was like we, we are talking a lot about xbox are you a halo fan at all and are you looking forward oh to yeah Infinite? halo infinite yes i am definitely looking forward to that that'll okay. be you know obviously next year at some point yeah, yeah tragic um, got pushed back yeah, I and like I know Halo Five got dogged a little bit, mm-hmm. and I I get it the campaign. And of course, this is me. I played through the campaign again. I didn't think there was anything bad about the campaign. And frankly, like I don't think Halo. I think a lot of people that say I think Halo's campaigns play really well. I don't think the Halo story is that interesting. Although that first introduction to the Flood is one of those video game moments that will always like stick out in my head as one of the great ones. Yeah. But. Halo 5's multiplayer I thought was fantastic. Like I played a I played a lot of it. I feel like when it when it first came out. Uh-huh. So yeah, I'll definitely will will do Halo Infinite for sure. Yeah. And the good thing about that game too is like uh the multiplayer would be free to play. Mhm. Yeah, which is yeah, like which phenomenal. Would be smart for them. Yeah. And then I'm sure they'll do the crossplay probably with PC. So the, the you'll you'll hopefully get the population bigger. Yeah. Um I would think. So they yeah, they could they could really make that cool. And frankly, I would much rather they push the game back as much as I'd like to see it. Push it back, get it right. Same with Cyberpunk. Like, don't rush it just to like meet some like holiday deadline. Make the game correct and yeah. then release it. And I will all right, now that now that I'm what? I think you are uh, looking forward. Oh, go on. I think you got disconnected for a little bit there. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, I I did think of one other game that I actually am sort of looking forward to that isn't even announced yet, and I'm a huge sucker for continuing to support <laughs> to support Dice, but I love the Battlefield games, okay. and as bad as Battlefield Five was, like, and it never really got better. Other than the Pacific DLC was good, but Battlefield Five was so disappointing, and. <laughs> I am still, I still know that come day one of Battlefield 6, I'm going to be like, what's this game all about now? I'm, I'm a sucker for those games because I do think that they, that they play well. And as I'm getting older and, and my fast twitch muscles are working worse and worse and worse, 
Battlefield's a little bit slower, so I can stay a little bit more competitive in those games <laughs> or play as a medic and actually feel like I'm contributing yeah. versus like a lot of lot of those fast twitch games. Yeah, for sure. I mean it just like along with like being a competitive gamer and like doing playing competitive games, it's it's really is kinda hard to keep it up with a game, especially if it's like new newer than what you're used to. Yeah, I'm exactly like if if there's a game like I'm sure if I was dedicated to playing Warzone for five hours a day for since it launched, I might sort of be able to keep up with. I probably still wouldn't, but I'd at least be able to be slightly more competitive in it. But like, I just can't. My interests take me to different spaces, (laughs) so I just don't. I can't commit that much to one game. Yeah. Uh, Lastly, this is probably my last question here that I have for you. It's like, what is your first, I mean, what is your first console you remember playing, and what game do you remember playing on that console? Yeah, so my first console was I. This is definitely an early twenty, and I, I, I remember basically all the ones that we had at the time. But one story I definitely remember: my mom and dad. I don't think we're ever really gamers. Yeah. But one time, my mom, there was some glitch in the Pac-Man, the cartridge Pac-Man for the 2600 which was terrible compared to the arcade pac-man <laughs> but it had glitched out so that my mom there were no ghosts and there was like one power pellet that just kept appearing in the corner oh, man. <laughs> so she kept like just going and my mom must have spent hours just going and picking up this one power pellet just to like set a high score that my dad would never beat <laughs> <laughs> but, but i remember like i i remember loving like river raid on the the 2600 i remember playing it wasn't good, but I remember playing Raiders of the Lost Ark on it. And I <laughs> yeah. I think the game that I played probably the most on the 2600 was Empire Strikes Back. And they had um, the, the Hoth battle scene. You would have to basically try and take down Imperial Walkers as they were coming toward the base. And it was very stressful. And like you could get the force and they had these little like weak points on them that were tiny, like one pixel big that if you shot them, it would blow them up right away. It was... It was great. And for like a huge Star Wars fan that was like, oh my God, this is the movie. I'm playing the movie. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Yeah. I think I appreciate a lot of games that come from movies, you know, because like they're not nearly that good, um, clearly, mm-hmm. you know. Most of them. <laughs> Most of them. Yeah. But it's kind of, it's really, for me, it's enjoyable just going through like as, as if watching a bad movie is playing like these relatively bad games, you know, it's just hilarious yeah <laughs> every once in a while you get a good one i remember um one of the early games for the 64 was shadows of the empire mm-hmm. which wasn't specifically excuse me wasn't specifically based on a star wars movie but it was based on a uh the star wars universe and it was cool for like the first time you could fly around the imperial walkers on hoth and you could like tie their legs up with your grappling hook like they did in empire strikes back and that one i remember being super super cool um, but yeah, you're right. Most movie game tie-ins are terrible, except for the Warriors. On the I think Warriors. it was the original Xbox, which was great. Yeah, that game was pretty good. I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get to play it all too much because it was my cousins or whatever. But yeah, I remember playing that game and being amazed by it. It was great. It was so <laughs> great. Oh man, uh, seeing as I'm like I'm out of questions. Oh wait, I got one last yeah. thing for you. Uh, are you a Harry sure. Potter fan at all? I am. I, I've I've read them all and I've seen them all. So oh, yes, I guess I am. <laughs> I, I, did you hear about the announcement for the new Harry Potter game? I did. I did watch the that. That's a good call because I just saw the video probably a couple of days ago, and I I heard rumors that they were going to do this thing. That yeah. sounds like the kind of thing that just like Red Dead Redemption, where it just seems like it would be a fun world to just jump in and walk around and like, just be part of that world that yeah. it looks like that game's going to try and shoot for. I hope I have high hopes for it. Yeah. I mean, I have, I really have hopes for it. I mean, I love that whole franchise. I love like the wizarding world and everything. It's just, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for it. And I hope, I hope it, it, it like, they don't rush it. Like, you know how, like we were saying yes. that earlier. It just, yes. I I, I'm not finished sure. it. Make sure it gets done and then release it. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm not sure. A lot of people are saying that's gonna be like MMO, so like multiplayer. But I don't see that being it. I'm, I'm the way I see it, it's kind of like a single player RPG game. Yeah. I wonder if it'll be. I wonder if it'll be something like a Destiny 
where it's like you have like a hub where you can meet players and you can go on raids and stuff like that, like pair up with people in that regard. But I hope, like you said, I hope that there's like a more robust, like I I can take classes and like level up my powers, which is what it seemed like from the trailer. Um, And then use those powers and like, and go do missions or whatever Mm -hmm. that, that, that has the potential to be super cool because that's a huge fun world that they could play around in. So yeah, I have I have high hopes for that. Yeah, for sure. Good call. So do I. Uh, is there anything last words you want to say? Like any like plug yourself on anything that you're on? Yeah, I, uh, if I could plug. So I do an uh, the best way to describe it is an improvised detective comedy <laughs> serial <laughs> podcast <laughs> with a buddy of mine called the Bureau Boys. And you okay. can find us at thebureauboys.com. It's we really kind of hit our stride. We're we're almost through with the second season or second case, um, and I feel like we're really hitting our stride with it. So, um, if you want to give it a listen, you can find all of our social media and the podcast and stuff at thebureauboys.com. Oh, that's great. I mean, I'll be sure. I, I'm gonna take a listen for sure. Like that's that Thank sounds you. right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, and give us a give us a few episodes, and they're short, nice short episodes. We wanted to keep them short. Give us a few episodes because I think we kind of figure out more what the show is as we're as we're into season two. So <laughs> hopefully it's enjoyable though, and it's all made up and it's based on suggestions from our from our listeners. So it's uh it's really fun to do. Oh man, that sounds amazing. Oh well, yeah, thank you once again. I highly appreciate you being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. I love talking games. <laughs> yeah. Talking games is amazing. You know. And get those squads together and we'll hit the C's and whatever the other one we're supposed yeah, to do. I'll is. drag my girlfriend to play with us and <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> make her enjoy the game, you know? Perfect. <laughs> okay. Uh, catch you later. Sounds good. Yeah, and for everybody out there listening, I appreciate you listening and have a great day. And also, game on. <laughs>